everyone. Welcome to the channel. This week I didn't put a background. I just decided I would bring you a little bit of an update on what's going on with the channel. I'm going to be going out of town for a couple of weeks and I really was asking God what does he want me to do with the channel? What does he want me to do with videos? And one of the things he led me to is showing you some practical applications of his word that I've experienced in my own life. Many of you know that I am a cowgirl and I have been this way as long as I can remember. My whole family, we all are cowboys and cowgirls and that is something that's really dear to my heart. It's in my being, I feel. It doesn't identify me as such, but I believe that I wouldn't be the same person without that. Of course I wouldn't be. And I feel like it helps me to be the best me that I can be. Anyway, the Lord has really, really taught me a lot through my courses, through rodeo, through just, I can't even explain to you how much he's taught me. I asked the Lord why he taught me this way and does he teach everybody this way? And of course, the response is not that he teaches everyone this way because not everyone has horses, so that doesn't make any sense. But he does teach everyone this way. It made the parables in the Bible seem really real to me. What I mean is that God told me that he teaches everybody in a way that they can understand. For instance, my mom is a 21 dealer, a blackjack dealer. And you wouldn't think that God would talk to her through the blackjack table and through the casino and I know it sounds a little crazy and for and for my friends out there who are stuck in their religion and think that God doesn't enter a casino I love you but you're wrong he does enter a casino he's there he's everywhere and he talks to my mom in the casino and she will call me and tell me what God revealed to her using the casino setting and it doesn't mean the same thing to me because I don't work in a casino and sometimes when I share my stories about horses, it doesn't mean the same thing to other people as it does to me or to other people who have horses. But I said all that because this discussion that I had with God made me understand in a better way why Jesus used parables. And the reason he used parables is so that the people he was speaking to could understand what he meant. He could explain kingdom principles. He could explain how the kingdom worked and how faith worked and everything like that using principles that they already knew, that they were already walking in. I'll give you a really good example. Heath and I were talking, Heath is my husband in case you don't know, we were talking recently about faith and about the fact that God puts his faith on the inside of everybody. That's in Romans 12. In Romans 12, it says that he gives to each one the measure of faith. And so he puts his faith on the inside of everybody. But people don't really realize that they're using faith. And so when it comes to receiving from God, they have a really hard time receiving from God. But what's really interesting is that people use faith all the time. The example that Heath and I were discussing was income taxes. In this country, in the United States, it's like a thing. Every year, I mean, not the last couple years because of COVID, but before that, every year, when somebody was going to get an income tax refund, which was like everybody was going to get an income tax refund, at least all my friends were, 
they would go and they would buy something on credit and they would prepare to pay it off when they got their income taxes. It was so pervasive in this country that retail establishments actually started gearing up their sales around that time, meaning they would maybe sell um, a big screen TV and they would say, well, pay for it with your income tax return and all you have to bring is your W-2 or your income tax or whatever and you can have this TV and then we'll take your income tax from you. It was so big in this country that that just developed all over the country. And what I'm saying is that people were using faith in the United States government that the U.S. government was going to give them the money that they promised to give them. So these people were putting their own credit on the line for that. That's a way that people use faith. And Keith and I were discussing that people don't really realize that they use faith like that all the time. They do that with their employer. They go out and get a huge mortgage saying, oh, well, I will be able to make this payment every month because I have a great employer. Well, they don't ever think about their employer going under. They don't ever think about them getting fired or they don't ever think about somehow not having the money to pay their mortgage. No, they act in faith. And so what happens is they're more comfortable because they've acted in faith and now they go get the house and it's all just fine. And they consider the house theirs, even though technically it's the banks, right? Because they haven't paid all the payments. Anyway, I'm saying a lot to say this, that there are principles in the Bible that we use all the time. We don't realize that we use them all the time. And so I have discovered in the last few years, especially, but pervasively over my life, but especially in the last few years that God has really been revelatory when it comes to horses and meat because I'm around horses all of the time. And he has taught me through his word, various things about his word and about the kingdom using my horses. Not only that, but I've used my horses to manifest the kingdom. And we're going to get into all that. If you watch the whole series, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Now, the first video is something that's really dear to my heart. It's about having blessed livestock. And in this first video, I talked to you about Daisy. Now, Daisy was a gift from God to me. I was looking for a new barrel horse and I really, really fell in love with Daisy. Not because she was an awesome horse, because actually her personality, she's a little bit aloof and distant from me. She's not one of those horses like Moses, who you'll meet in this series, who's just in your pocket and wants to be your best friend all the time. Daisy's very business-like. She wants to be left alone. She doesn't want you to come and pet her and love on her. She just wants you to go get her, ride her, get her job done, and put her away and leave her alone. She likes being a horse. She doesn't want to be a person. And so when I first got her, I was sort of put off by her attitude, but she performed so well that I really fell in love with her and I've owned her for 12 years. Well, one of the things that I did not know when I purchased her was that she was a cribber. Now I'm going to go into this in the first video that you're going to watch in this series, but Daisy was a cribber and what that means is my husband told me to explain it more because <laughs> in the video I say she sucked on wood and so that's a little weird sounding to people who don't know what I'm talking about, I guess. I don't even know. I don't know. But anyway, what that means is basically a cribber, they put their, this is going to sound so weird, they put their teeth on wood, like on the edge of the wood, like right here, 
and they suck in air. The reason they do that is because it gives them a high. Like if you were to put a paper bag over your mouth and breathe in and out, it kind of gives you a little bit of a buzz. And Daisy's really intelligent and she gets bored very easily. So she is a cribber. The problem with cribbers is that number one, they think that they're full all the time. They think that they don't have to eat because they're filling their bellies with air. And number two, they erode their teeth by putting them on wood all the time and pulling back with their entire weight. And so she had two strikes against her in just the act of cribbing. Not only that, but long-term cribbing. I know that you didn't want a lesson on cribbing. You wanted a lesson on the Bible, but I'm getting to it. Not only that, but cribbing causes ulcers. And so she couldn't gain weight because her teeth were eroding, because she felt full all the time, and because she had ulcers. So food wasn't processing correctly. So this was a huge issue for me. Now I'm gonna cut to the video here in just a second, and you guys can see that entire process and I'm going to show you a picture of Daisy when she was really skinny and in her full-on addiction because that's what it is it's an addiction I know that you didn't think that animals could have addictions but they certainly can and my horse had one and where she is now and how she got there and how I use the Word of God to get her there so watch this video with me and you'll understand how very real the Word of God is in my life and how God used it to bless me and bless my horse. I hope you enjoy the video and I will see you at the intro of the next one and we'll talk about something else. Here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's broadcast of Water, Wind, Wine Ministries. Today we're going to be discussing blessed livestock. In Deuteronomy 28, it says that our livestock will be blessed. Now let me back up for just a second. Deuteronomy 28 is typically called the blessings and the curses chapter. And if you've heard my channel before, you've heard me preach on Deuteronomy 28. Basically, if you observe the entire law, you get all the benefits that are listed in Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 through 14. But if you mess up, you get all the curses listed in verses 15 through the end of the chapter, like 58 verses. So, the problem is that we can't keep the law. So what do we do? We believe Jesus kept the law for us, and the Bible says that as he is, so are we in this world. That's in 1 John. And so, if Jesus kept all the law, then we have kept all the law, because as he is, so are we in this world. So, all of the blessings of Deuteronomy 28 can be ours because Jesus kept the law and fulfilled all of it. One of the blessings in Deuteronomy 28 is that our livestock will be blessed. This is my livestock. Well, this is one animal in my livestock herd. This is Daisy. When I got Daisy, and I've, I've had her for 12 years, she was skinny as a rail. Why? Because Daisy had an addiction to sucking on wood. For those of you who don't know horses, that's called cribbing and it's a very strange thing. But anyway, she had an addiction to that. She was very, very skinny. And I didn't know what to do about it. I fed her and fed her and fed her and she would not gain any weight. Look at this picture of her. Look how skinny she is. 
At this time in her life, when this picture was taken, the vet had condemned her to death, told us that we would have to put her down, not because she was so skinny, though she was, but because her right hind foot had abscessed, and it had abscessed in like 17 places. She couldn't walk. And so they told me I was gonna have to put her down. This is me saying goodbye to my sweet horse. Well, I couldn't give up on her all that easily. So I laid hands on her and I had a friend of mine pray for her as well. And we prayed and just a few months later, she was back to walking and running. Look at this, this is the same horse. Then I asked God what I should do to get her weight on. And he gave me solutions about how to feed her and how to take care of her. And here is the result today. Fat, healthy, completely sound, 18-year-old horse. And the moral of the story is that your livestock can be blessed because Jesus Christ fulfilled the whole law and God cares about everything in your life. All you have to do is believe him. Remember that I love you and that Jesus loves you. 